Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. GR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Inside High School Sports is brought to you by Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. Oh, yeah, to mention sausage. Let's get some peppers and onions. Oh, yeah, now we're talking. Good morning and welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri, along with uh, Tom Prince from WNY Athletics. Mr. Kyrie Demos is here. He's sitting in Roger's chair. Roger couldn't make it today. Kyrie from the Niagara Gazette. And we are joined by Matt O'Rourke from WNY Athletics as well, who covers wrestling. And that's exactly what we are going to be talking about today is wrestling in Western New York. A lot going on today, ladies and gentlemen. Buffalo Bills football today. Playoff football. Playoffs. Right here. Playoffs. Kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I am so excited. I don't know. I'm sure you guys are jacked up as as well. You can have all the covers right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. 11 o'clock, it'll be countdown to kickoff. Of course, at 4.30 is game time. I am so excited about this game. Watching my son bouncing off the walls is amazing. I mean, it was great for me. You know, during the late 80s and 90s when that Super Bowl team was uh, was up and coming. And now I get to watch my son enjoy it. It's great. Lots of fun. So we got to get into talking about this before news and notes, guys. Oh, yeah. What do you think today? What do you think? It's, and, Tom, you're not a Bills fan. I'm not the guy to ask this. You're, you're, <laughs> you're an outsider. Okay, we'll say this. You're, you're, you're what, Giants guy? Uh, yeah, I am. And, 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 and listen, I understand the Giants have had a horrible year. And, uh and I horrible get that. few years, you know, you know, but you know. So if I look at it from the perspective of you know an outsider looking in, the only thing I'm worried about with the Bills this weekend is are they going to have enough offense to win this game? That's going to be the key. Is will there be able to? Because could this game turn into a shootout? Absolutely. Is the defense that good for Buffalo that could shut down Houston? Absolutely. We also know Houston is this up-and-down team. One team, they look like Super Bowl champs. The next week, they look like you know chumps. they shouldn't even be in the playoffs. Right. That's right. So it depends what Houston team shows up. Yeah. They're going to get a huge boost from, from Watt, too, right? Even though he's not 100%. Right. I, I get it, but sometimes just being there out on the field, dressed, yeah. does Leadership. something for a sure. team, right? And, the Bills and, have to, to accommodate him into the game plan now, whereas yeah. the last couple weeks, months, they haven't had to. So right. so th- that's yeah. all the stuff that we, we don't know. My just question will be, if it's to the point where Buffalo's got to put 28 points or more on the board, can it happen? Terry, your very, thoughts? Very fair points there. And, you know, like you were saying about J.J. Why I think that's so valid. Um, even just his leadership being out there, I mean, he – he obviously is going to command a lot of attention, regardless of if he's productive or not. So he's just someone now we uh, have to account for. But I totally agree. I mean, it's really just going to come down to, you know, if the Bills can put up over 20 points, 
You know, I think if they can get to that number, that's always been their magic number this season, and and especially under Coach McDermott in general. But I think especially in this matchup, because if you can slow down Houston, if you can contain Hopkins and Watson a little bit, I mean, you really have a strong chance to get it done. Yep, and I, and, that, and that's it. And that running game, because that running game is starting to come alive mm-hmm. for Houston too. It makes that a tough team mm-hmm. because if you do shut down the passing game and that running game goes wild – Forget it. But like I said, Buffalo has the defense to do it. Right. There's yeah. no doubt about it. The question will be is I just want to see them be able to put points up on the board offensively. Yeah, Matt. Very yeah, I'm with I'm with Kyrie. I think uh I was watching the videos of Bill's Mafia last night. They were bringing the juice <laughs> yeah. you know, last night. I went down to Jacksonville a few years ago and it was awesome, so I imagine it was the same thing last night in Houston. I think the Bills win. This is the matchup I wanted going I've been saying it for a month yeah, and a half seriously. now. I feel confident in this. Um, I want to see, uh, you know, you guys are talking about the skill guys. I want to see our lines dominate. You know, some of our defensive de- our defensive linemen got rest last week, and I want to see them come out and Shaq lost, and I really want to see what he can do. Jordan Phillips. Exactly, Jordan Phillips. Um, I want to see our offensive line have a good push. I want to see a nice game from Cody Ford. So I'm really excited. To, I'm going to be watching the trenches a little bit t- t- today and see how they, um, you know, see, see how far they've kind of, what, what, what the rest last weekend may or may not have done for them. Here's the way I'm looking at it. Houston's banged up in the secondary. That's going to be an advantage for the Bills' wide receivers. Uh, hopefully they're able to take that, uh, take advantage of that. I think the one thing that you look at Houston, they're kind of weak against the run. So we could see a big day from Singletary where you don't need Josh Allen to carry the load. And Josh could run as well, too. All right, uh, We've seen the Bills' defense shut down the mobile quarterback. If you can slow down Lamar Jackson and hold him to what it was under 200 yards yeah. uh you can shut down anyone mm-hmm. uh the bills do a tremendous job with their front and containing uh they don't over rush they know their their roles they fill their gaps uh so i think containing watson uh, will be uh something they can do uh my worry is as, as you guys brought up is houston's running the ball mm-hmm. uh the bills have had whenever they've lost they have surrendered big chunks of yards on the ground. If they can stop the ground game, I think Buffalo comes out on top. I don't, you know, yeah, you guys are saying J.J. Watts can be out there, and he's definitely going to be an emotional presence for the team. Yeah. But that's going to wear off in the first uh, in the first quarter. I don't think he's 100 uh, percent losing or not having Fuller out there is going to allow the Bills to be able to double up on Hopkins. Mm-hmm. So I'm not worried so much as worried about him. Although I think he may be the best receiver in football. That's yeah, a fact. Uh, his ability, I mean, he could catch. If, if it's anywhere in the stadium, he's able to catch it. He's just yeah. absolutely amazing. But he's also catch. given the Bills secondary a lot of motivation yeah. and locker room fodder uh, with his comments during the yes. week. I'll take uh, Tredavious White on anybody, too. Yeah, that's two first-team all-pros going yep. up against each other, Yeah, too, it's going to be know? an amazing battle. I think... The Bills come out on top. I'm looking at a 20 to 17, mm-hmm. 20 to 13 game. Okay. Uh, Buffalo Bills win. Sure. If they can run the ball, yeah, you can notch it up uh, for Buffalo. See, that's mm-hmm. it. That's the recipe for the Buffalo Bills win. A low scoring affair. Your defense has stepped up. You're mm-hmm. not worried about your offense to do too much. That's the game Buffalo needs to win. Yeah, I, I really third tru- down conversions, man. Yeah, I really truly think too. The Bills have an identity. You know, you know what they're trying to do: play good defense, run the ball. You know, let Josh make a few big plays 
the Texans have been so up and down, it's almost like where do you expect yeah. them to be identity-wise? So, I've seen them look so ugly against the Titans, yeah. who I don't really think is that great of a team. Well, Ravens, too, that was their worst game. Oh, my And goodness. then they beat the Patriots on primetime. You know, it's like who we, what and, team and, is And this? also, though, this, for Houston, to flip it, I also believe that, that coach is on the line here, right? That Houston goes out early. This yeah. is also a, a lot of pressure on Houston where you could be talking about a coach's job on the line That's to true. boot if they don't win this because they've gone to this point too many times and not been able to get over the hurdle. Right. Good point. Good point. All right. Well, you're going to want to keep it locked right here on WGR Sports Radio 550 all day for your Buffalo Bills coverage. I know, uh, as Van Miller would say, it's fandemonium. <laughs> <laughs> I miss those days. All right. Let's get into news and notes. Tom. Yeah, so I've got a chance last night to do basketball um, and got some great interviews last night. If you take a look at uh, Twitter, go to West WNY Athletics, you'll see some great interviews. But last night, Coaches versus Cancer is going on at DePew High School. That's right. Got a chance. Players of the game in the first game watched a great game. Niagara Wheatfield versus DePew goes into overtime. What a game it was. Players of the game in that game, Christian Pagano and TJ Robinson for Niagara Wheatfield. TJ Robinson went for 30 points in that game. Knocked was on trades, fi- right? Yeah, he was on fire from three-point land is exactly what I was going to say. He just was unbelievable shooting the ball. And not to boot, if you notice, he actually had his wrist all wrapped up. He So he had a little bit of an injury, too. Didn't let him uh, hurt him <laughs> out there. He was awesome. Game two was... Unfortunately, not a close game. It was Lewiston Porter wins big over Will South. But I'll tell you right now, Roddy Gale scores a thousand point. He was he he is really is a game changer out there yeah. for those people in Western New York. But this is why. Because of what he can do on the boards as well as what he can do scoring wise. Mm-hmm. Because every time Will South came down and there was a missed shot and didn't score. Roddy goes up above everybody, right. gets the rebound. It's one time that you're able to go down the court, and then and then he's on fast break with oh, his yeah. team on the other side. Rebounds is so important yeah. in, in, in basketball. But he was giving his team just the opportunity to be able to go right, right down, and Will South would only have one opportunity to score each and every time up and down the court. Um, but I'll tell you, uh, four on the flip side for Phil, uh, Will South, oh, Michael, Michael DiGiulio, He's a he can shoot, man. That yeah. kid is is legit. And his younger brother, who's right. coming up, boy, point guard, Nicolio DiGiulio, um, he's only a freshman out there. But, boy, I love this kid's game. I love what he brought to the, to the game. I love the way he sees the court. He fits the ball into the smallest places. This kid's a legit point guard that we're going to hear about in the future. I love what I saw there. Then the last game, which was another phenomenal game, was Lockport with a big win over Amherst. I definitely have to call that an upset, oh, uh, yeah. probably the biggest upset there. Oh, Brings yeah. NFL to 3-0 and over ECIC, but Lockport wins 67-63. to And player of the game... Uh, Keon McDowell, this kid 5'6", and he plays like he's 6'5 out there on the court. I'll tell you, he's, his vertical was unbelievable. This kid was so much fun to watch. And uh, I'll quote him from the interview. It's heart over height is what it is. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> but uh, but a great games. Um, there will be more games today over at Depew. 
But uh, the first day of Coaches versus Cancer, there were some great matchups there, and it was real fun to watch. Yeah, big shout-out to uh, to Roddy and Keon. Um, I've known Roddy's family since he was a little kid, and I've known Keon since he was a little kid. I know he's still a little kid. But, <laughs> um, but no, in all, all seriousness, though, um, with Roddy, he's almost like the perfect size to be playing high school basketball in this area. You know, 6'4", you know, that, that much athleticism. I mean, he can play the one through the three if you really need – the four in, in, in a yeah. pinch if you really need him to. But, you know, back to Keon, um, to see what he's been doing in the last few weeks. I mean, he, he had a 20-point first half um, in the uh, Clarence Holiday Tournament, follows that up with a 34-point game, follows that up with a 28-point game last night. So, you know, big shout-out to him and the Lions. Um, you know, I always got to keep a watchful eye on my Alliance, but, you know, I mean, yeah. literally, he's a five-six point guard, right? Yeah, that played down low in the blocks yep. in the zone, and was still getting the rebounds, doing all the things to, that was necessary for his team to win. And you know, he said, "I said, listen, I go, you cannot tell me it's normal for a five-six guy to go down low." <laughs> and he goes, "I told coach, if we go to a three-guard set, put me down low, I'll get you the bounds." And he did exactly that. He nice. got them key rebounds. And why it was so key, his rebounds would lead into quick, fast break points because he would then play, go right to the point guard position and then be able to go right through uh, through the fast break and go right through uh, what was a full court press at the time. Right. So, I mean, really give him a lot of credit. He was uh, one of the biggest reasons why Lockport ended up having a big win last night. Sure, Great man. stuff, Tom. Great stuff. Uh, we have to uh, give a shout out, uh, our thoughts and prayers to Benji Blumen, uh, basketball referee, Riverside class of 1963, Buff State class 1967, uh, Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, Benji needed some medical attention uh, last week, and uh, thankfully there were people on hand who were able to give it to him. So, Benji, our thoughts and prayers are with you. Hope you're feeling better. Also, uh, a couple of big coaching news that has hit uh, in the last couple of days. St. Joe's parting ways with coach Landry so they are now looking for a football coach uh in fact it's funny a friend of mine sent me a message says, hey I'm interested I said contact them Maryvale Jeff Buccieri stepping down a big yeah. surprise but he said he wants to spend more time with his family and I could tell you I can't blame him one bit I've always said and, and made it my kids a priority I you know I had a conversation with a friend of mine not too long ago and I said, you know, look, I could go out and get another job, supplement the income, do, you know, do that whole thing. But I remember as a kid, my dad was never around. He worked and worked and worked. I don't want my kids to go through that. Mm -hmm. So I'm going, you know, my put my kids first. And I think it's very important to uh, spend as much time with your family as but We only have one life to live, guys. No, 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 no doubt about so, it. So uh, can't blame him. Best of luck to uh, to Jeff and best of luck to Coach Landry and to St. Joe's mm -hmm. as they look for a new coach. All right. G&G Fitness Coach of the Week. If you would like to nominate a coach, simply go to livefit.com. Com. And this week's winner, Iroquois wrestling coach Jim Clock, 5-0, and uh, Grand Island Duels, 18-2 and two overall. They've defeated five ranked 
teams, what a program they've got going on there. Uh, I told you several weeks yeah. ago about a modified uh, wrestler who's up and coming in the Iroquois program, uh, Jake Burke. I watched a video of him. With, you know, had a pin within like 43 seconds. Really impressive. And Iroquois had a history of great wrestling. Oh, you kidding me? I go You're, back to my buddy yeah. John Mariocker, yep. uh, who's in the Iroquois Hall of Fame. The Slate family. There yeah, you the whole family. Yep. You know, you can put the whole Mariocker family out there. Tremendous wrestling That's a program. Tremendous, tremendous history there. One of the blue blood programs in Western New York. And that, and just a quick correction, that's five ranked teams that they beat in one day, back to okay. back to back. They've got, they've got plenty of wins this season, but that's five ranked teams they took down, one after another, including Brockport, who's a Section 5 powerhouse, and Fredonia, who's a number three seed at the dual meet tournament today. So they may meet up again in the semifinals if they both make it. Very impressive far. stuff so, going on there. And uh, Jim is uh, took over this year. He's the first-year head coach for his alma mater, so he's doing a fantastic job down there. Yeah, we talk about programs in Western New York, uh, where, you know, in all the sports, and Iroquois is one of those programs where you're always going to uh, look at them as towards the top in wrestling. Mm -hmm. That's right. So. All right, let's get into wrestling talk uh, since uh, we have started that. And Matt, you cover wrestling for WNY Athletics. Mm -hmm. Let's get up to speed as to what's going on. All right, Tony. Well, um, today is the Section 6 Dual Meet Championships. It's the fourth one. Um, last year was the third one, the one that got canceled, unfortunately, due to the weather. It was the, uh, and there wasn't really any time to make it up. So the section and the, and the wrestling committee moved the date up about two or three weeks, I think. It usually is, you know, the second to last week in January it's been so far. So they moved it up a few weeks to accommodate for weather purposes. So it's going off without a hitch. I was there last night, um, checking it out, helping a little bit with the setup actually. Um, so we i will be heading right over there after this tom's actually going to come and help do a little wrestling stuff today frank wolf is going to be there we're going to be live streaming the finals at four o'clock i really think you guys should get frank out there wrestling yeah i think so too <laughs> frank is a former high school wrestler yeah he, he is? is a three-year former high school yep. wrestler yes <laughs> old man division there's old man divisions. <laughs> <laughs> the senior division the senior we don't be senior no, in no high school class yep. division. No Oh, so, that's awesome. Uh, so anyway, so we're going to be doing the live, live stream in the finals of four. I'm really excited about it. You know, the duels is one of my favorite things, and I've, and I've tried to... Well, first of all, explain the difference for, for, for listeners out there yeah. who are not familiar with wrestling, the difference between duels and... Okay, so a couple of years ago, the, section, the state, other parts of the, sec, of the state have had dual meet championships now for the better part of 30 years, wow. independently, within their own borders of... You know, where it didn't matter, they took the top 16 teams who applied to get in for it, no matter big school, small school, whatever, and it was really exciting. I would personally, when I was in high school, where I'm from, I was able to be a part of that, and it was the coolest thing ever. So the state, a, a handful of years ago, decided, why don't we do this as a collective thing instead of, you know, Glenn Irving at New York State Sports Writers Association basically had his team rankings, and that essentially crowned the state champion team for a number of years. So now there's a true dual meet tournament event it started three years ago section six started doing it four years ago to kind of get a year of experience under everybody's belt and it went off like a smashing hit niagara wheatfield was the first champion four years ago in division one and pioneer was the first champ in division two so to get into it you have you know there's certain qualifying criteria as determined by the section and there's a seating mechanics and all this stuff found in the section six wrestling handbook um, they take the top eight teams in big school, the top eight in small school. They put them together and seed it in a bracketed tournament that goes on in one day. So um, we feel in Pioneer were the first winners. Three years ago, Lancaster was the champion. Um, they're the number one seed again today, and they're 
I have them as my favorite right now. I did my predictions. They came out yesterday afternoon. I have them um, as the champion right now. And then Falconer um, is uh, won two years ago. They went back to the state tournament last year as the first seed, and they went uh, by default because of the weather issue. And I have them as – they're the first seed today, and I have them as my, as my favorite to win again today. So, Matt, wouldn't it be the best way to explain this is it's a team event. What you're going to do is you're going to have every weight class go at each other in a team event. So That's it'll right. be Lancaster versus uh, the eight seed. The who Russell is Williamsville North last so, East for, right, first round. And yeah. then what they'll do is just every weight class go at each yep. other, just Lancaster and Will North. That's when right. they're done, they'll go to the two seven seed. This is a strictly team event, even though you are just going to uh, wrestle at your weight class. But you're going to wrestle multiple times today. Right. right. For your team against one other person at that other school. That's right. It's a fifteen on fifteen dual meet. So it's just like it's just like if two teams show up on a Tuesday night in a regular ECIC match. It's fifteen on fifteen. No, ex- I don't think they're going to do exhibitions. Probably not for for time purposes. Right. But it's a dual meet championship, and it's seated and bracketed just along those lines. So if Lancaster wins first round, they'll wrestle the winner of the four and five seed. All right, yep. let's, t- let's take a break. When we come back, get us caught up to what programs are doing well, who we should go out and check out. Uh, if you're a big wrestling fan, these are some of the teams and wrestlers. Let's get to know some of the wrestlers as well. Don't forget Buffalo Bills coverage all day right here on WGR Sports Radio 550 starting at 11 o'clock, Buffalo Bills game day. We'll be back with more Inside High School Sports. At- How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This. We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Kellagiri, along with Tom Prince and Matt O'Rourke from WNY Athletics, Kyrie Demo from the Niagara Gazette. We are talking wrestling, but our minds are also on the Buffalo Bills today. I can't wait. 4.30 kickoff. Let's go Bills. All right, Matt, let's get back into wrestling. Get us up to date on some of the programs that are really doing well. We mentioned Iroquois and Lancaster so far. We've talked about duels. Let's get to know the programs and some of the wrestlers in Western New York. Okay, great. Um, Well, let me run down... uh I'll run down my, my most recent rankings this week. Um, in big schools, it's really that really hasn't changed a whole lot this year. Lancaster, Wheatfield, Clarence, Niagara Falls, Hamburg, Will North, <clears throat> Frontier, Star Point, Grand Island, St. Joe's, and then for honorable mentions right now this week, Orchard Park and Amherst, and then in Division Two, Falconer, Iroquois, Fredonia, Newfane, Pioneer, Portville, Chautauqua Lake, Lakeshore, Southwestern, Albion, and my uh, honorable mention in small schools is East Aurora. Um, so uh, yeah, eight the uh, the eight Division One participants for today are all in the n- top nine 
of my most recent rankings. All of them, except for one team, has had a full lineup all season, and the one team that hasn't has had maybe one forfeit here or there. So that should be very, very competitive, very exciting. The top five teams and small schools in my rankings also exactly reflect the seeds. Um, they've been very competitive in everything they've done. Falconer, Iroquois, Fredonia, New Fane, and Pioneer have just beat up on each other. They beat up on everybody else that they've wrestled or been extremely competitive. I mean, you got New Fane, who's who's 14 and three they go and win the the linda canoodle memorial tournament which was 30 teams deep against you know with teams like lancaster and niagara Weefield. there iroquois small school takes second at it i mean uh falconer goes to section five last weekend letchworth over the break <coughs> they go nine and zero oh in two days beating probably for the second time the team who's probably going to win the section five dual meet title in small schools i mean Pioneer went to Holly and dominated everybody last weekend, and they haven't wrestled a ton, so they should be well-rested going into today. They scored no less than 64 points in their five meets duels that they won. Um, a lot of uh, some of the results from the small school teams, uh, the four, Falconer, Fredonia, Newfane, and Pioneer all wrestled each other at Pioneer December 13th and 14th, and the results from there just, like, it was outstanding wrestling. I mean, Falconer kind of dominated everybody, but Pioneer, Newfane escaped Pioneer with a one-point win. Um, Orchard Park had Newfane on the ropes um, with two matches to go, and Newfane ended up winning that one. I mean, it was really cool to see and, and watch. Fredonia was there um, squeaking out wins over some of their small school contemporaries. So, um, yeah, it's just been an all-around awesome year so far. I, I'm, I'm, I'm noticing a lot of really cool trends as well. The forfeits, I think, in my opinion, I don't have any a ton of statistical information, but I look at the, the results as they come out every night, and I'm seeing less forfeits. Is that um, usually because of injury or illness um, that you're getting forfeits? Well, I mean, we'll see in the second half of the season because the attrition rate, you know, obviously fluctuates as the season goes on and weight cutting and people just get tired of it and stuff. But the first half of the season, I've been really excited to see really uh, improved numbers in both big schools and small schools. Um, the league races right now are super tight. Um, in ECIC 1, there's three teams with 3-0. and Do ECIC1 records, sorry, ECIC1, there's three teams with 3-0 ECIC1 records, so that's going to come down in the home stretch. Um, Star Point leads in ECIC2 with a 3-0 record, and Pioneers second with two, their 2-0. Two and obviously all, all these teams are at double-digit wins as well, so it's very competitive. Well, this time of year, we're more focused on, on team wins, and then when we get uh, getting closer to springtime, then we're more concerned about individuals who are going on to states? I'd say that's fair. Okay. Yeah, because this weekend is the, dual, the Section 6 duels. The Section 5 duels are this week. During the week, they, they kind of stagger theirs. I'm not sure when the Section 3 and 4 duels are coming up, but in the next two weeks, you'll see all the dual meet tournaments kind of wrap up. Um, I know Section 9 has been kind of going back and forth on different weeknights. They do like a seeding thing where the higher-seeded team, like Port Jervis, for example, will host whoever the 8th seed is. Um, so a lot it's up to the sections to do it their okay. own way, to qualify somebody for the state tournament. But the state tournament is December, February 1st, in Syracuse at SRC Arena at Onondaga County Community College. I will be there again for that. Um, once that kind of wraps up, I would say, yeah, it's fair to kind of for everybody to collectively turn the page a little bit and focus on the individual stuff. But, I mean, the weigh-ins matter at this point. Um, you know, this is a state and section-level event, so the weigh-in counts today, but it doesn't count against their points. So that's nice for anybody looking to get weigh-ins at their lower weight after – 
Christmas because of the two pound allowance. Are they uh, are, are wrestlers uh, you know jumping weight classes just experience seeing how they do you know at uh, one weight? No, nah, I'm going to drop down. Maybe I think I could do better at this weight. Nope, didn't like that, yeah. so I go back up. That, that's right. But the way that the certifications the certification kind of policy changed i'm not sure how long ago but they went from minimum certified weight class to minimum certified weight so you have to have x amount of matches yes. at a certain weight I, I can't i don't want to say off the top of my head because i'm not totally sure okay but by the end of the season for your minimum weight class that you weight that you want to go for the weight class that you qualify for you have to have a certain percentage of weigh-ins at, for that weight class. Because I brought it up, Kyrie, you and I had a conversation, I don't know if uh, within the last couple of weeks, about the McDougal at yeah. uh, at Niagara Falls and and, and, uh, yep. and wrestling at different weights. Well, you, you've seen probably them, Kyrie, fluctuate, especially before Christmas. Mm -hmm. Willie probably mostly at 152. At the most. And yeah. then Justin probably <laughs> mostly at like 145. They've wrestled now after Christmas at 145 for right. Willie and 138 for Justin. So right. that's going to be big for them because those two are state title contenders mm -hmm. and what where they where those two have waited now after Christmas is going to affect wrestlers across the state mm -hmm. in big schools because Justin and Willie are certifiably state title contenders. I mean, Willie's already won a state title. Right. So yeah, as a sophomore, yeah, and just speaking off of mm -hmm. those two, um, you know, both of them 200 win club uh, guys now. Um, two cousins and you know two guys that like you said you know the weight fluctuation is going to play a huge thing across the state we actually talked about this a little bit too with new fans um andy luzinski who mm -hmm. um who's fluctuating between 113 and 106 right now and it's like you know especially for a smaller guy like that right that really changes the small the weight has everything to do in the lowest in the lowest weights for andy it's nice because he's placed in the state twice in 99 pounds mm -hmm. and we were talking this week actually Kyrie and i and his the, the the young man that beat him in the state final is also down to 101 now. So Kyrie's like, why don't you know? Why doesn't Andy stay up? And I go, well, think about it this way: the weight is a big deal when you're 113 pounds. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at some of the other guys, and I'm not. I'm I'm sure that Newfane knows better than I do. But it seems like a lot of the contempt, you know, the, the other contenders that placed in the state last year. Mm -hmm are still wrestling a 113. Right. So it's like, do you want to maybe not get back to the final, or do you want to at least take a shot at Schaefer from, from Palmyak? Assuming every, of course, fingers crossed here, assuming every, assuming that's how it works out. Yeah. So it's interesting to see how people play those games. When You see it a lot when you have title, state championship title contenders. Um, you see it a lot when when their coaches are always trying to gobble up the information from around the state, like who weighed in where, who wrestled at what weight. Um, and do the coaches so. kind of guide the the wrestlers? Like you know, I, I I think you're better off if you're up this weight, or I think yeah. you're better off going down. That's 100. Yeah. Okay, yep. okay, for sure. Yep. Yeah, and I think it it um it really plays a factor into you know how a guy's like wrestling style really comes along. Like for example, you know a guy like Blake Bielik who was competing at um 220. You know he's down right now, so this is probably a more natural weight for him. Um, whereas, you know, if he was carrying a little bit extra, he probably could go to 285, but he's really outmatched at that point. He's just really like... He's not as tall as a lot of 285-pounders you're going to see at yeah. the state tournament. Because, you know, you get to the state tournament, and a lot of guys, some guys, not I won't say a lot, I say some guys have to cut weight mm -hmm. to get to 285. Right. Does the height make right. a difference because of arm length? Yeah, it does. I, uh, I mean, a couple years ago, Lewiston had a state champion, Laith Alsus who was fourth in the state, and then he also won a state title. And I remember him watching the uh, 
he wrestled um, the returning, the defending state champion from who was from my high school, and he took him apart. He, his arms were just so much longer. He had a big height advantage on him. He had a big weight advantage on him. Lath had to cut a little bit of weight, and it worked out completely in his favor. He locked up a state championship right. that way, you know? Yes. So, it's great. Wrestling's great. There's a spot for everybody. There's a spot for Andy Luchinski at 100 pounds. There's a spot for Lath at 285. You know. Yeah. So. And it really goes to. It really is um, like you were like we were saying. You know, a numbers game. You know, I saw Jaden Hears in that NCCC tournament. Mm -hmm. You know, he's a guy who you know 285 pounder state rep last year. Um, you know, he struggled. He had to go up against Ryan Bicka from Amherst, who's more truly more of a 285 pounder when you think of the some big boys big boys i would say that's fair yeah, yeah. you know what i mean yeah. so Jaden Jaden is almost like wrestling up to to be in the uh 285 weight class whereas ryan's coming down to be in the 285 class so yeah nice okay so we've got right now you just went through all your large schools and small schools mm -hmm. i saw your predictions right now that you've got right now for the lancaster duels yep you have them literally coming through seed come through I don't think you had an upset in your seeds on the large schools at all. No, I didn't. Okay. So tell us who we should look out for that could possibly still pull an upset in those duels of those eight teams that are out there. First round, Niagara Falls and Frontier. I had Frontier squeaking by them. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if either of those teams won, but my gut feeling was that Frontier would might win that match. Niagara Falls has been excellent so far this year. Coach well, you had us. They, yeah, we Coach did Giacola Coach of the Week because they upset job. Niagara Weefield. They beat Niagara Weefield. Um, they have, they lost a ton, you know, I wasn't sure what they were going to look like this year, to be honest. They lost yeah. a ton of seniors last year. Lost they Jojo. lost Joe Dixon, who went to, to Canisius, who's having a great season for the Crusaders, mm -hmm. um, in wrestling now. Um, but you know, it's, I, I, I wrote that Niagara Falls is well coached in my preseason article and guess what? It, I'm proven right once again. Yeah. So they are well coached. Go Matt. They, they, no, <laughs> I mean, it, it's true. Can I Niagara mean, Falls go all the way? Can somebody upset Lancaster? Um, Niagara Falls would have to beat them if they were to if they both were to win their first round they would have to wrestle Lancaster in the semifinal I don't see that happening but you know it's wrestling anything can happen so I'm not going to ever say you know that can't happen it, but is Lancaster that much of a favorite versus everybody in your eyes right uh, now yes okay I would say yes I think Lancaster lower you know they're from 113 pounds to 152 um they may not have someone as talented as say Justin McDougald, who they might wrestle, who they may wrestle in the final. Mm -hmm. But I think that their guys are good enough to win matches that they need to that are toss-up matches. They're good enough to not get pinned when mm -hmm. they're overmatched, mm -hmm. and their upper weights are light, are wrestling lights out. Their upper weights are led by Ryan Stencil, who's a three-time state tournament rep, uh, took fifth in the state last year. Um, he's a 152. He's wrestled. No, he's not 152. He's wrestled anywhere from like 170 to 182. He's an absolute hammer. Mm -hmm. And then you have right after him, you've got all sorts of guys that played football for the legends. Um, well, you just brought up something, and I've been meaning uh, I wanted to throw this in today because uh, I, I just find it kind of interesting that we're talking wrestling on a day. Buffalo Bills are playing. Sean McDermott is a former wrestler. And football coaches love wrestlers. Love wrestlers. Mm -hmm. Well, look Harrison at, Phillips, right? He was a two-time state champion from I didn't uh, know that. Nebraska. Yeah, he he was one of the he was the guest speaker at the um the the really nice awards banquet that the DePaulo family puts on every year. Um, he him and Bud Carpenter and all the you know a lot of the old um of course uh, Bill's the personalities huge wrestling supporters. Of course they were. Yeah, they you know shout out to them. They do a lot to help support wrestling around here. Really great and and you know and really and really kind to to, to me when I show up there as well. So. 
Um, but yeah, they, they're huge wrestling supporters. And yeah, Harrison Phillips is is a is a great wrestler. There's other wrestlers, you know, guys who wrestle in high school on that roster as well. But so coach, many college coaches, coaches they're looking for coach football McDermott players. They play wrestling. Yeah. yeah, loves well, them. A lot of them say the line the line play mm-hmm. equates to a lot of people wrestling. Pioneers turnaround again the last couple years. Yep. Look at their line play, right? That's been something that they've done, and they've equated it to a lot of wrestlers that are out there. Look, at we're talking about Iroquois right here. Coach just got recognized here as Coach of the Week. Iroquois is a constant perennial powerhouse when it comes to uh, football. And again, equate it to the line play. Mm-hmm. Equate to a lot of things that happen to people that are doing it on the wrestling. Was it yeah. – uh, uh, did I read – Riggleman – Riggerman. Riggerman. Wasn't he a wrestler? Yeah. yeah, he was yeah. he was he took fourth in the state and then he was a state champion undefeated last year. Yeah. And great in football. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Where's a, he play? A, lot, a, a lot of them turn um Orchard Park, Pataki, uh, who's done. Uh, Pataki's who's done. a section champion. He's a returning section champ. Uh, Robbie Penhollow, who was a state champion at Falconer last year, plays division three football at Ithaca College. He was first team all state linebacker uh in in class C last year. Is it because you know? you're learning leverage? In wrestling, and that's what gives you uh, maybe I don't want to say a leg up, but it prepares you for football. Um, what feel, do you think, Kyrie? I feel like that's a part of it. Um, I think another thing is just the the, the regiment that wrestling puts your body through. I yeah. mean, Quickness of the hands, things like that. Well, that, but just the day to day, daily routine. Like the thing about football, I always like I always told people this: why I chose basketball over wrestling. Was because you know Coach Scapletti's gonna be mad at you. I know he wants he is. to hear your he wants to hear your excuse for this. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's funny. My my older cousin was a, a state uh, champ wrestler too. Um, so, but no, honestly, like the thing with wrestling is you have to every single day be focused in on you know what you're eating and mm-hmm. just everything, just your weight and how you how it fluctuates, how you got to keep yourself down, how you if you are a smaller guy trying to get yourself back up, yeah. um, you know, just the way that you you have to regiment yourself every day, it really just prepares you mentally, mm-hmm. but physically too. I mean, the the, the rigors of, of, you know, being a wrestler. I mean, it's not like, you know, hey, coach called a play, called, called three plays to the other side of the field, and I'm not really in the action. Like, no, on the mat, you have to, it's you and the guy across from you, and that's about it, you know. You, there's no running or hiding. So it really, I mean, it develops yeah. a physical and mental toughness that just will prepare you for a lot of things, but especially football. Well put. All right, guys, let's take a break. When we come back, one final segment, we'll talk a little bit more about the programs and some of the uh, top wrestlers in the area. Don't forget, Countdown to Kickoff follows us at 11 o'clock. I know I can't wait for the game. I'm going to be plopped on that couch screaming and yelling with my son and my wife, and, oh, it's going to be great. Buffalo Bills all day long right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. We'll be back after this. We're back. One last segment of Inside High School Sports. We're talking wrestling with Matt O'Rourke from WNY Athletics. Monsignor Martin, what's going on with? I mean, you mentioned Joe's earlier, yeah. but get kind of get us up to date uh, uh, as well on Monsignor Martin. I'm glad you asked. Um, right now, Joe's is the only team in the league with a league win because they just schedule wise haven't had a ton of matches and weather has also affected them a little bit. So I've got them as my 10th ranked team in Western New York, big schools right now. They're one and zero in the league, six and seven overall and six and seven. Don't get fooled by that. 
they have put together an absolutely ridiculous schedule in the first half of the season for themselves in terms of dual meets. They went they went to Pennsylvania, uh, they went to Erie, to McDowell, which is one of their big rivals in football. I know, um, and uh, or no, sorry, uh, Cathedral Prep. That's where they went. They went for a dual meet tournament down there. Saw some great teams. They went to Cheektowaga Warrior Duels, which had some awesome teams. They've wrestled Spencerport twice, who's, who's a power, the, who's who's a powerhouse power. in Section Five. Yeah. Um, so they have, and and their new head coach this year, Pete Kennedy, after last year, of course, stepped down. Stepped down. We all know that. So Brad Devlin took over. He's a St. Joe's alum. Um, his brother, you might remember, was a three-time state champion at Amherst High School. So they're having a great season. Um, ben Par- or, uh, Ben Parrish and Ronnie Jones right now are the team leaders for them. They're both having excellent seasons. Uh, Jones is a returning <coughs> Catholic high school uh, st- state finalist. Parrish is, uh, was fifth last year. Um, Jones is looking to become the first state place winner. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I, all of them are. But the last guy to win a to place in the state tournament from St. Joe's, from the combined federation tournament, was his brother, and I believe that was six years ago. They'll probably correct me if I'm wrong, but his brother Richie was the last one to do it from St. Joe's. Canisius is having; uh, they're off to a decent start. Um, they're six and five right now. They've been competitive. They picked up Joe Dixon, who, of course, we all know uh, from Niagara from Falls, Niagara Falls right. had an excellent football season, is having a fantastic wrestling season. Ours, a couple guys like Luke Bridges for them and uh, Brandon Vandenberg. Um, St. Mary's is having an excellent season with um, the two brothers, the twins, Matt and Zach Ash are having outstanding seasons for them. Um, St. Francis is down a little bit. They lost a ton of seniors last year, but they're well coached. Coach Massor has been there a really long time. They will be back at some point. And then the Gow School, I want to mention, full lineup. Really? Full lineup. That school put together 15, 15 young men cool. on, on a lineup, 15 young wrestlers on a lineup. Cool. Wow. After them. I've seen some results of theirs, you know, of where they don't have, they have two wrestlers in a lineup and give up a ton of forfeits and whatever. Right. They put 15 wrestlers in a lineup. That's so how you grow it. If a school with uh, well, of their speciality can put, and the enrollment size that they have can put 15 wrestlers on a mat, I think anybody should Outstanding. be able to. Exactly. So, Outstanding. Yep. What about returners in Western New York? Uh, so returners in Western New York right now, there's a great a great handful, especially in Division One who are returning place winners, who are hopeful for state championships. I'm, I'm hopeful that we can get one, maybe two, maybe more this year. I think they're capable of it. Willie McDougall from Niagara Falls, of course, is, uh, I wrote a few weeks ago, broke their school record for wins from Irvin Buck, who was a state finalist 10 years ago. Um, Willie's on his way to another state championship, hopefully. Excuse me. Um, he's a state champion, a finalist, and he placed before that, so he's a three-time place winner. His cousin Justin's a two-time finalist and a fifth-place winner, also joined the 200-win club at Niagara Wheatfield, his brother, and then stu- 2010 state champ Angelo Mavistudo. So there's three of them in that 200-win program. Grand Island's Adam D'Agostani was fourth in the state last year, has been on an absolute tear so far this year. Total physical specimen, really fun to watch. He's hopeful to become the Vikings' first state champion. Um, in program history, Ryan Stencil from Lancaster is hopeful to become their first state champion since 1986, if you can believe that. All the great wrestlers they've had, yeah, they haven't wow. had as champions since 1986. I wanted to add, Dagestani's actually close to becoming the Vikings' all-time wins leader, too. Yeah, he is. Yep. Congratulations to him. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, and then in, in small schools, small schools lost a handful of, of 
of returning place winners to graduation. Andy Luchinski is a state finalist. He's hopeful to win it this year. Um, who else? So, I mean, and, and then uh, Dalton Gardner down at Fredonia um, was fourth in the state. Um, I'm not sure if he's going to be able to return this year, unfortunately. He, he's injured, so I guess we'll have to see about that. But, Any new names, uh, you know, making waves this year? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of places where, where guys fill in where seniors have moved on or where the sector returning champion has, has moved on in weight or whatever. Um, so there's a ton of weight classes where it's, it's basically anybody's game at this point. That happens a lot, I think, in the lower weights because guys tend to fluctuate and move up a little bit in weight. Um, in, uh, in 99 pounds, for example, like, you know, it's always going to be young guys. It's always going to be light young guys. So I think with Luchinski moving up, his teammate Aiden Gillings is having a great season. He might end up being at the top of the Division II podium. Um, Within their league, a young man from Barker, Royalton, Hartland, uh, Gavin Cifarella might he, might be his as yeah. well. I know they've wrestled already this oh, season. Yeah. And then you have a ton of returning section champions who didn't place at States or guys that have been there a couple times. Um, I, I mean, uh, like Williamsville North has two returning champs with Mike Catanzaro and Cam Catcherbone, who were both section champs last year. Unfortunately, they missed placing in the Division One tournament. Aiden Rabideau from Clarence has been there three times. He hasn't yet placed. Um but he's a two-time section champ. Um, in Division Two, you've got, you know, Jaden Hears from New Fans is a returning sectional mm-hmm. champion. Jason Frazier from Tonawanda is a section champ, a good football player as well, like mm-hmm. we talked about. So, um, I mean. Do you see much where, where, where a wrestler makes that big leap? Like, you know, maybe uh, it's his first year wrestling mm-hmm. and he kind of struggles with it. All of a sudden it just clicks the following year. Or maybe, he, you know, he hit that growth spurt and yeah. got stronger and all of a sudden it's like, wow, that, here I am on the scene. That right there is like, that's when you know that somebody put in the work in the off season. Yep. That, that's, 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 that's right there, case in point of, of off-season work, of guys that aren't normally – the most athletic, they may not be the best on their team. They may not have been the best. But all of a sudden, senior year comes around, junior year comes around, they're undefeated. They're kicking everybody's butt. You know, that's clearly somebody bought in in the offseason and did some weight training or, or, or did whatever they had to do to get in the lineup and to be a key piece. So One thing I've noticed is uh, youth movement in, in, yeah. in wrestling. What do we have in, in, uh, in our backyard? The Power Cats? Power Cats. Power yeah. Cats. Where, you know, oh. I've got several kids that I've coached in football who, who are big in, into uh, in wrestling and, you know, you're asking, what do you do? Well, I wrestle. And uh, you hear constantly hear about that Power Cats program. Yeah. Are, excuse me. <coughs> Programs like that as is, is that um, becoming more popular? Well, that one's a unique example because of the history there. I've been to that club in Niagara <laughs> Falls. I've been there, and they have years upon years worth of equipment and investment. And you know, it's cool. I was walking around there with Coach Sweeney a couple of years ago, and he was like, "Yeah, these are the old mats from LaSalle High School or the old Niagara Falls High School." I was like, well, I didn't even know what that was. You know, to start with. Right. So, and then you got you got clubs everywhere. You know, you got the Cobra Club. You've got Lake Erie Wrestling, Legacy Wrestling in Jamestown. So, yeah, it's we huge. Even, we wrestling off-season circuit is huge. Some uh, kids from Niagara Falls, they were even competing in the uh, the New York Wrestling Association for Youth. And a 
couple of those kids were state champs and things like that. So, you know, it, it's really, you can see the, the landscape is growing, the youth movement. And I see kids, you know, the Millers and the Crumplers who I've coached, uh, I see them, uh, you know, and, and talk to their parents, and that's what they do. All right, guys, Matt, thank you so much for spending yep. uh, so much time with us today. A lot of great information. We'll have you back as we get closer to the states, find out who's going to go forward, who we can look forward to okay. uh, going on and on and on. As I said, Countdown to Kickoff is up next. Thanks for listening. Go Bills! Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 